Well, hi, it's Patience. This was a long, crazy interview with Robin and her hilarious sister, Rosalind. It got so long, in fact, that just like Moses trying to cross the Red Sea, we decided we needed to split it in two. So, if you'd like to hear the first part of this insane discussion, log on to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash book of boredom. It's cheap. It's $3 Australian per month or for our North American listeners, $2 US per month. Links are also in the notes for this episode, so if you don't remember what I said, just look there. You can also find more information about all our episodes, including the bonus episodes, on our website, bookofboredom.com. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome to yet another episode of the Book of Boredom podcast with me, your patriarch, Brother Paul, and as always, my head eternal concubine, the ever amazing and, and wonderful Sister Patience. We didn't record last week. I must say, I did miss you. I missed you too. I missed this, you know. Let's face it, we have a good love for each other, and it's a real love. It's not like a nightclub sort of love. It's not like a wham-bam, thank you, man sort of love. It's a deep love love and respect that only two friends like us could ever have. And I would chat with you even if we weren't recording a podcast. I would actually agree to a weekly Zoom with you even if we weren't doing anything just because I think you're great to talk to. Oh, there you go. There you go. We'll, uh, we just happen to be doing this podcast at the same time, which is win, win, win. It is, yeah. Now, now, I should point out we do have a first because at the moment, sitting in the eternal waiting room. Very eternal if you're waiting for me as well. It's like in the temple. There's a waiting room before you go into the celestial room. So sitting in the celestial room right now, waiting to talk to us via our magic Urim and Thummim. For the first time on this show, we have a divine four-way. Oh, tell me more, Paul. So, so, well, see, I've often said the Book of Mormon only names three new female characters by name. And right now I have three females on this podcast at the same time, which means once again we are officially better than the Book of Mormon. Anarchy here, everyone. Pure anarchy. So joining us once again, we've got a, a guest from a couple of weeks ago who was very popular, I must say. say everybody loved her on the show. We've got Sister Rosie. How you doing, Rosie? Good to be back. Just to hold somebody's hand until she gets less nervous. We're not very scary. And, of course, the hand you are holding is our new concubine to the harem, Sister Robin. <laughs> are you happy to be joining Paul's harem where he just collects them all? Yeah, my titties are your property, apparently. And, and I look forward to receiving the plaster cast of the boobies in the mail shortly. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Anyway, Rosie and Robin, do you have a beverage in hand? What are you drinking this evening? Just coffee for me because I've been high on migraine meds for like three days. What? Coffee is a stimulant. Why not just drown yourself in wine and knock yourself? Oh, she's gone. Oh, sorry. sorry. I've just got to put the kid to bed. Don't step down the bloody stairs in those fucking boots. <laughs> So Rosie has left the conversation. Let's focus on Robin, our new guest this evening. Are you having a beverage, Robin? I am. Pink gin. Well, there's gin and there's pink. It's a gin for girls, okay? Colour has no gender. Men can drink pink gin and not feel sexually threatened at all. 
You were so good on that last episode, Paul, where you were drinking Kosciuszko Pale Ale. I almost suggested that maybe you should try that again. Today was a public holiday. The bottle shops were closed, so I wasn't able to get some more um, Kosciuszko. Oh, but... uh, no! Today's episode was Chapter 8. Yeah, 1 Nephi 8, the one that doesn't make any sense at all. Now, Robin, you sent us through a nice little screen ga- grab that explains something we spoke about in today's episode, which was... Joseph Smith kept mentioning head all the time. Of course, he, he just wanted to get some head, but... Don't hate on Joseph Smith for wanting head, okay? That's one thing we do agree <laughs> on. Did I see the screen grab? What are we talking about? <laughs> um, but apparently the head of a river is a, a thing. It says, this is like a copy from Wikipedia, the head of the river is a name given to annual Australian rowing regattas held in South Australia. So I guess it's not really a part of a river. It's just the name of a rowing competition. (laughs) Pretty confident that in Joseph Smith's time, even if that rowing competition existed, he wouldn't have known about. I don't think he ever went to South Australia. No, I don't think he went anywhere much at all, to be honest. (laughs) I'm not even sure that he took a lady to first base. Okay, brothers and sisters, we're going to take a quick break from our show to bring you a message from our sponsor this week. Dad, I'm so sad. I lost my necklace. I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe you'll find it later. Did you look everywhere? Maybe if I pray to God, he'll help me find it. Oh, honey. If he doesn't help children who are being raped or are starving to death, why would he give a shit about your necklace? If you want to be someone special, be someone honest. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. (laughs) All right, so... All right, patience. Chapter 12, get on. So, 1 Nephi, Chapter 12. Oh, and this good old phrase. I almost counted how many there were, and then I thought, oh, no, but there's going to be a lot of spit takes. And it came to pass that the angel said unto me, Look, and behold thy seed. Of course he did. And also also the seed of thy brethren. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) (laughs) And I looked and beheld the land of promise, semicolon, and I beheld multitudes of people. Yea, even as it were, in number as many as the sand of the sea. Oh, my God, that's so many people. (laughs) That's salty water. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. As many as the sand of the sea. There is no sand in the sea. The sea is fucking water. The sand is on the beach. <laughs> the, the, the sand is not the sea. It is separate. So you can't say the sands of the sea. It's the sands of. The apologies for saying you're being pedantic. The sand of the sand. Coach, Brother Paul. I, I don't know if Joseph Smith ever actually saw a beach, to, to be honest. He was always kind of landlocked. Harvest too, and it came to pass that I beheld multitudes gathered together to battle one against the other semen colon, and I beheld wars, and rumors of wars, and great slaughters, with the sword among my people. Correction. Yes. <laughs> that reminds me of Brother Mark, do you remember? He would just be asking the question, he was so high, and he'd just go, yes. <laughs> 
He was fantastic. He was great fun. He invented the term semen colon. I thought that was quite good. So they're talking about a future war, are they? So the land of promise he's talking about here is America, which is where they're going to settle. So they're going to go to America and there's going to be lots of wars and lots of seeds spilled all over the place. Well, we are talking about humans and that's what humans do. So it's a pretty good bet, Joseph. You didn't have to get very... Anyway. And it came to pass that I beheld many generations pass away after the manner of wars and contentions semicolon and i beheld many cities yay even that i did not number them okay and it came to pass that i saw a mist of darkness on the face of the land of promise and i saw lightnings and i heard thunderings and earthquakes and all manner of tumultuous noises and i saw the earth and the rocks that they rent and I saw mountains tumbling into pieces, and I saw the plains of the earth that they were broken up, and I saw many cities that were sunk, and I saw many that they were burned with fire, and I saw many that did tumble to the earth because of the croaking thereof. <laughs> this guy sounds like a kid telling what happened in its day. And, and I played with Billy, then we went to the sandpit, and, and then we went and had ice cream, and then we went and played on the swing. I think that Joseph Smith's intellectual capacity was sort of stopped pretty early on. What does it mean, the earth and the rocks that they rent? Rend your garments apart in the morning. Which dog is that, Paul? You don't care about ancient scripture, do you? No. Oh, so cute. Oh, he loves you. Oh, yeah. And it came to pass that I saw these things. I saw the vapor of darkness, and it passed from off the face of the earth. And behold, I saw multitudes who had not fallen because of the great and terrible judgments of the Lord. That's like a complete contradiction how can something be great and terrible because terrible didn't always mean awful it meant terror inspiring okay you need to shut up and stop being so smart <laughs> you're ruining this whole thing for me rosy there'll be other times brother paul <laughs> you get for getting a fucking smart wife you gotta sit with us bogus i was correcting her spelling before i started school <laughs> So here on in, only Rosie is allowed to comment on the dialogue. Oh my god. I have to ask you one day about what happened when you burnt your brain. That sounds horrible. I got laryngitis and it got into my brain. Oh no. And so now you can't do math. That's so fucked up. Maybe it made you a more interesting person. I think it made me a hell of a lot more likable. <laughs> It was a Molly Mormon that time. <laughs> the dictionary for fun and not the everyday dictionary, the big fancy fat one that I would borrow from the library just so I could sit and read it. Well, words are great. It was annoying. Anyway, keep going. And I saw the heavens open and the Lamb of God descending out of heaven and he came down and showed himself unto them. Oh, shut your eyes. <laughs> Would you ladies like to read it all? And I also saw and bear record that the Holy Ghost fell upon 12 others and then ordained of God and chosen. I bet. 
And the angel spoke unto me, saying, Behold, the twelve apostles. Disciples. Disciples. I can't even fucking read. Can correct all English. She is the English teacher tonight. If Anna Russell was there when, you know, Joseph was writing this shit, she could have been the grammar check. So much better. There would have been, like, fucking tentacle porn in it. I was curious, okay? That doesn't mean it's a preference. And the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold, the twelve disciples of the Lamb who are chosen to minister unto thy seed. <laughs> and he said unto me, Thou rememberest the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Behold, they are they who shall judge the twelve tribes of Israel. Wherefore, the twelve ministers of thy seed shall be judged of them, for ye are of the house of Israel. And these twelve ministers whom thou beholdest shall judge thy seed. And behold, they are righteous forever. So because of their faith in the Lamb of God, their garments are made white in his blood. How the fuck do you pull something white out of blood? And I've always thought, the fuck are you kids talking about? It's a metaphor for holy bleed. It's still bullshit. Was Jesus using nappy sand? I don't know. The other thing that I'm just picturing here is like he's got people ministering to his seed and they're all just gathered around. And how can you not take this in some... Totally the plot scene for a gay porno. Everybody come and look after my seed. Comparing it and stuff. So there were tape measures measuring the, the length of the penis and, and the ejaculate distance. <laughs> Far on the topic, does anybody want to judge my seed? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, slightly salty. Uh, hang on, that was just like the last guy too. Oh. <laughs> pineapple recently, I'm allergic. Ah! So I need some pineapples. <laughs> oh, sound for Bird and Ramsey. <laughs> Call back from your special holiday. So how did they judge the seed exactly? I'm seeing like kind of a um, Australian Idol type vibe, you know, like there's you know the contestants come out and spill their seed, and they like hold up sides. Like I think it sounds like the knitting competition at the regional show, you know, the CWA ladies. <laughs> And your technique. Jam. It'd be like the jam competition. So if you're judged to have the best seed, you get to walk around with a ribbon on the front of your pants, you know, like blue ribbon, best seed in Nephi land. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it sounds like he's foretelling sperm banks. You know what? Maybe he was. And the angel said unto me, Look. And I looked, and behold, three generations pass away in righteousness. And their garments were white. Of course, they were smitty piece of shit. Even like unto the Lamb of God, a brown lamb. <laughs> and the angel said unto me, these are made white in the blood of the Lamb. That doesn't even make sense. So they teach it as a metaphor for the atonement. The blood of Christ makes you pure and clean if you repent. So they're saying that his blood will make you clean. I get that, but it also sounds like this is a man who never did the laundry. Because <laughs> washing things in blood will not make them white. Take the Joseph Smith nappy sand challenge. <laughs> Rosie is correct. It's the atonement, the sacrifice of Jesus that makes us all white. And I, Nephi, also saw many of the fourth generation who passed away in righteousness. And it came to pass that I saw the multitudes of the earth gathered together. And the angel said unto me, Behold thy seed, and also the seed of thy brethren. <laughs> 
kinky. <laughs> so again, this is one of those bukkake things. That they're all in a circle. Check out the scene! Check out the scene! Semen tastes different when you're out of the church. Oh, my God! How does it taste different? Do tell. Maybe it's just a comparison between my current partner and my ex who's semen <laughs> When I was married, I was told that women weren't allowed to have men's seed in their mouths. Still open to interpretation and stuff, yeah. So there's some people in the church would be like, no, the seed is only to go into the egg farm. Paul was banned. In my case, he would tell me that he wanted me to do it and he would bully me into doing it. Mm. And then afterwards he'd call me a whore. I've even heard of cases of where a husband and wife did that then went together to their bishop. Who has since left the church and she was married for a while and they went to their bishop to talk about it and he was basically, I don't want to hear this. No, I'm not. Not doing this. She came out as a lesbian after she got divorced. She's awesome. What about all those, what do they call them? Nocturnal emissions, the tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> Send that to you. Mm-hmm. Some cunt was like, you know, cringy shit on your mission. I fucking tried to look for this and I couldn't find it. And he was like, yeah, on our mission, we call it a such and such. They used the guy's fucking name. They wrote the manual for boys. It was a packer. Yeah, Boy K Fudge Packer, we've covered him. Let's take it off by Boy Cakes. <laughs> Boy Cakes Fudge Packer, yeah, that's the one. Oh, thank you, Mark, for uh, educating us all. We love you, Mark. It came to pass that I looked and beheld the people of my seed gathered together in multitudes against the seed of my brethren. <laughs> Gathered together to battle. This didn't know how scientific he was being about sperm and ovum. Going for IVF or something, you get two vials of semen, throw them in the little petri dish, and they fight each other for the egg. The seeds are there fighting and doing battle. I love this. You guys are just laughing so hard, and it reminds me of when I was a kid. I would laugh harder than any other kid. But you know what? That's wonderful you're supposed to and we're not allowed to do that as a mormon wife you have to be sober all the time so laugh hard and sometimes when my partner makes me laugh i hit this point where i start crying so it's perfectly normal and it's wonderful okay if you pee a little <laughs> i've gotten lightheaded laughing a couple of times just tonight just so you know i will be personally delivering a recording of this episode to your parents later on <laughs> brother and sister stewart listen to what your your daughters have been saying those dirty rotten filthy awesome women those wonderful <laughs> ladies who are yeah <laughs> thanks and Sylvia's wet hands Celia's wet hands? Oh. All women are Celia's wet hands, if you ask our dad. Yes. Very misogynist. Uh, uh, what wet hands? All women are Celia's wet hands, especially women in the church. Oh, oh. that's a new one. I've, I haven't heard that one. I said wet hands, but you meant wet. I love chickens. They're so funny. They have all sorts of sounds that they make. Verse 16. And the angel spoke unto me, saying, Behold, the fountain of filthy water which thy father saw. It's these two girls right here. They're the filthy water. (laughs) Hey, even the river of which he spoke. 
ache and the depths thereof are the depths of hell. And the mists of darkness are the temptations of the devil, which blindeth the eyes and hardeneth the hearts of the children of men, and leadeth them away into broad roads that they perish and are lost. Oh, he wants to make roads to those broads. Well, this pussy threatening you is home for a wrong He wants to get back to the thing, you know, you can tell. He's like, oh, that's right, vagina, the other gentleman. <laughs> and the large and spacious building, which thy father saw, which didn't make any fucking sense, his own imaginations and the pride of the children of men. Or the big shopping mall right next to it. How does Mormonism deal with that? Because it seems like building temples everywhere is a bit antithetical to religion in general. Am I the only person that just picked up where Salt Lake came from? <laughs> um, a lake of salt? <laughs> oh, did you think it was from? <laughs> oh, that's good. There is a giant lake made of salt. What, what more do you need to know? <laughs> That's where the sea battle happened. So what you're saying, it should be called Seed Lake City? If you want to. I mean, I'm only one man, but I'll, I'll do what I can. Oh, you're easily worth two men. Oh, you flatter me. Oh, I do. But, you know, it's well deserved. Oh, I'm kid. I'll just finish verse 18 and then someone maybe can take over. Uh, that's right. That thy father saw is vain imaginations and pride of the children of men. And a great and a terrible gulf divideth them. Yea, even the word of the justice of the eternal God and the Messiah who is the Lamb of God of whom the Holy Ghost beareth record from the beginning of the world until this time and from this time henceforth and forever. That was just a whole lot of fluff that people say in prophecies just to fill out space. It doesn't actually say anything. Because, of course, Nephi was only putting what was important in. Would someone like to do verse 19? Oh, don't I, I haven't actually read anything yet in this whole no, show. No, so, 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 All right. So let, let me don my, my reading voice. Well, okay. manliest manly man voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. And while the angel spake these words, I behold and saw that the seed of my brethren did contend against my seed according to the word of the angel. And because of the pride of my seed and the temptations of the devil, I behold that the seed of my brethren did overpower the people of my seed. He's already said all of this, though. Like, he's mentioned the pride before. He's on. Okay, verse 20. And it came to pass that I beheld and saw the people of the seed of my brethren, and they had overcome my seed, and they went forth in multitudes upon the face of the land. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> Why does it feel that I just read the same thing twice? I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, two, two verses where he says, their seed overcame my seed. Okay. Oh. And they went forth in multitudes upon the face of someone. This is totally Pornhub. 
and, I, and I saw them gathered together in multitudes. And I saw wars and rumors of wars among them. And in wars and rumors of wars, I saw many generations pass away. Then you like say that. That's a quote from Isaiah, I think. But he said that, it, isn't that like a repeat verse of early on in the chapter? Yeah, yeah. Verse 2 is nearly exactly the same as verse 24. Yeah, but he's only putting on there the most important stuff in saving I space. Say it reads kind of like an essay where you try and make your word count. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like he had a, he had a thousand word assignment. He's like, oh damn it, I'm at eight hundred. Um, I'll just re say something I said earlier. Right. <laughs> Verse twenty two. In all seriousness, and the angel said unto me, Behold, these shall dwindle in unbelief. And it came to pass that I behold, after they had dwindled in unbelief, they became a dark and a loathsome and a filthy people, full of idleness. And all manner of abominations, filthy, dirty, lonesome people. He's describing my weekend. <laughs> In your dreams. Dirty, loathsome, full of idleness. That, that, that was my weekend. That's funny. How has your weekend been, Paul? Very dirty, loathsome and uh, idle, quite frankly. I still have my, um, they wrote down the blessing I was given when I was baptised, which is a no-no, but it's on official church letterhead from the 80s. Oh, really? I still have it, so I'll, um, yeah. I'll snap a photo of that. That's a no-no, is it? Why is it no, a no-no? There you go. Oh, you know, they're supposed to be really, really sacred, and so you're not supposed to record them. Yeah. But um, some yeah. places, yeah, patriarchal blessing is the only one that's allowed to be recorded. But it's yeah. something People do. They kind of bend the rules a little. They write notes. Or we recorded all three of our kids' baby blessings. Okay. Wow. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did in our churches too. We recorded um, prophecies and stuff like that. The, the reason it's not meant to be recorded is because we don't want to be held accountable for what we tell you if it doesn't happen. Because it won't That's happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. We don't want you coming back later saying, hey, you blessed me that I would heal, but the doctors just told me I have two weeks to live. <laughs> That's not what we want to hear. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Got to have faith not to be healed, Brother Brown. <laughs> hey, it's your own damn fault for not being faithful enough, all right? That was the condition. That's right. Got altered my DNA because I'm such a naughty girl. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I gave you the blessing that you would only be healed if you were faithful. Therefore, it's your fault. Hey! When are you going to give blessings to all your wives? Well, come down here and hang out with me and I'll bless your brains out if you want me to. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Just spending time with Paul is blessing enough. Patience uh, <laughs> hands on. <laughs> I think Paul's lost for words. He usually wraps it up about now. Would you like me to wrap it up for you, Paul? No, I'll wrap it up when we had enough three hours of titillating conversation so titillating burning yeah yeah all right well everybody thank you as always for tuning in and listening to whatever the fuck it was uh, <laughs> thank you again to sister rosie and sister robin for coming on we'll have you on again <laughs> thank you as always to my head concubine sister patience and her <laughs> diligent work oh thank you <laughs> Patreon, we're on Patreon. Give us your money. We want, we want your money. So join Patreon. And until next week, from all of us here at the Book of Water podcast, 
take care and in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs>